With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Michelle's Products, we care for better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin body and stronger hair like our face foot hair and body care products to order yours today please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on facebook at majows products get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank you never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. The following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listeners, discretion is advised. Patterson, the reality coach, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. 
Liberating Minds, Transforming Lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. on another Monday night, thanking God for the ability to speak to you all one more time. Tonight's show is just mind-blowing. It's brain-exploding. It's just, it's, just, it's just unbelievable how I came up with this subject. But, of course, you all know, before I get started, what do we have to do? We have to pray and ask God to help me keep my brain in check and balance because there is a left and a right side and Lord knows I don't want to go left on anyone. So let me say a quick prayer. Father, we thank you, our Father, for one more time being able to come before the people, being able to just being able to elaborate on your word a little more, just being able to communicate with each other effectively, no matter the race, the nationality, the, the, the language spoken, we are all here to serve your purpose. And that's just to communicate and try to make the world a better place by our presence. Father, I ask if you hear us about to say anything that is not pleasing and glorifying and magnifying to your name and your son Jesus, please, please, please don't let it utter out of our mouth. Lord, we thank you in advance for all the communication. We thank you for in advance for the people who have wonderful wonderful ideals and wonderful opinions. We just thank you for giving us the ability just to share. Um, here, one more time, Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I celebrate you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Okay, guys. I don't know how many of you have seen the flyer, but this week, I was I, I I get so tired of everyone. I always hear, well, I don't get tired of it, but I always hear the leftist side or the left side, the right side of the brain, the left side of the brain, the right side of the brain. 
And so I was like, okay, God, why do they say this? And I haven't looked at the brain in so long to figure out what's going on with the brain. Since high school, since, since I went to college briefly during my stint there. But anyway, I decided to take an opportunity to look up the brain and see why people are always saying the left side of the brain or the right side of the brain. And I found it very interesting to see how important the brain really is. We all know the brain is important. We all know it's it's what tells us to move. It's what tells us to open our eyes. It's what tells us to breathe. It tells us so much. But there are things that about the brain that I really didn't pay attention to, but I know it's there. But I take it, well, let me say this. I take my brain for granted sometimes and don't really understand how intelligent my brain really is. And y'all, I'm is so smart. I mean, I look, I'm is. Not I am, I'm is. So smart. Now, here's what I want to say about the brain. When I did my studying on the brain, I realized that I tend to see that I utilize the right side of my brain a lot more than the left side. And the reason being is because the brain has so many wonderful things on one side. And on the other side, it has wonderful things as well. But my thinking and just my opinion about the brain, one looks more like Christ, what he put us here to do. And then the other looks more like us wanting to do what we want to do ourselves, which some passion and then passion. So I tend to see, I have a tendency to use my compassion more than my passion. And let me tell you some of the things that are on the brain, on one side of the brain, so you can kind of get on the same page. Just in case you didn't see the flyer, I hope you did. But if you didn't see it, you can always go to Facebook real quickly and go to go and look on my page. But if you don't have time, no worries. I'll tell you what's on the brain. Well, while I'm looking this up, let me tell you guys. Let me just say hi to some wonderful people, and I thank you all for supporting me. I thank you for even tuning in and listening to me rattle on, rattle on, rattle on. Okay. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Lillian. Hi, Holly. Hi, Pamela. Hi, Kasiva, favorite. Um the producer, Chris. Hey, Chris, thank you for always being there to support. Hi, Kathleen. I really appreciate you all for listening and tuning in because it does take a lot to tune in sometimes to hear somebody just rattle on. But let me get back on because y'all know I will go rattle, rattle, rattle. Take rattle and roll. I will do that very well and I can do it so good. But anyway, let me give you the things on the right side and the things on the left side. And I want you guys to think about this and, and Be honest with yourself, and if you can put in the comments which side that you find that you use the most, I would love to know. I would love to know. And if you want to call in and tell me why, I would be. That would be awesome. Because then I don't have to talk by myself. I can have people to talk with me. And I love talking to people. And people that know me know I love talking to people. And the number is 515-605-988. 
Oh, thank you, Kathleen. Thank you so much. I try to be. I try to be. I really try to be. But anyway, let me tell you about this brain. Okay, on the right side of the brain, we have love, music, poetry, art, creativity, passion, vivid and colors, and peace. Now, I love that side of my brain because that, that, that reminds me so much of the passion of Christ. The compassion of Christ, it reminds me so much of that. So I love that side of my brain. But let me do tell you, living in today's world, with all that's going on, this left side sometimes has to kick in. And that's when I say, don't make me go left on you. Do not make me go left on you. Because then you have taken the right side of my brain for granted, whether you do something disrespectful, you say something um, you say something rude to me, or you're just rude for no reason, and I'm showing you nothing but love and kindness. I'm showing you compassion. So now you're going to make me go left on you and show you how passionate I can be. And on the left side of the brain, it's got practical reason, math, science, and logic. Now, that math part, it's all right, but I know I can add up pretty good. But that reason... That's the one that I use the most because, see, when you give me a reason to go there with you, to go left on you, I'm going to treat you accordingly to how you're treating me. Now, I'm going to always keep God in it, but I'm going to find a way to cut you left and right, either with the word or with my word. And since I don't use words that don't fit my vernacular very well, I can cut you with some scripture and cut you real good, and then I can cut you with just being super kind. Because I still try to maintain some type of Christ in there. So you guys that are tuning in, let me, Holly, I see you said you had it backwards. Me too. I thought I was, I thought I was more on the left side. I I really did. But I realized now, no, 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 no. I'm more on the right side. And it's okay as long as we figure it out. But Holly, we do use both sides of that brain. Of our brain, not that brain, our brain. So, let me tell you what I see on the right side. The right side is where God gives us free will. Free will. The choice is yours. You can use the right side of your brain to love. You can use the right side of your brain not to love. You can use the right side of your brain to uh, have common sense. Because, it, I mean, common sense. Common sense on me is my right side of my brain for me common sense and also it teaches me how to survive because I can't walk around and survive and be rude and go in the store and look at somebody and say give me that or don't even say thank you excuse me you go and try to bump into somebody nowadays and don't say excuse me or you don't politely ask for something people's tempers are pretty bad and you show right if you go in that store and you ask the food or you don't ask politely, you won't get anything. So when we're using the right side of our brain, we have to understand how to use it, when to use it. But sometimes now, I've been in school, where y'all know I'm the reality and I keep it real. The people serving me a room. I went into one store and 
I was trying to return an item and I didn't package it back up the way it should have been packaged because I didn't feel that there was a need since it was broken. So the young lady started packaging up, she started repacking it and I guess they have to itemize it out or something properly. So she, I mean, she was just, and I said, oh, honey, I'm sorry if I had known, you know, I'm trying to use the right side of my brain because I try to carry Christ with me all the time. I said, honey, I'm so sorry. Um, I would have wound it up and put it back in the package right. Honey, when I tell you, she looked at me like I had said the wrong thing to her, like I told her, wrap it up, put it back or whatever. And I was just, I was like, did she really just do that to me? And you know, you fight. You know, Satan is always right there ready to get you going. So I'm battling with my mind, my brain. Okay, does she deserve to get told for this little stuff or do I need to try to keep Christ in it? So I kept Christ in it and I said, um, thank you for uh, putting that back together for me. And, and, and I'm sorry you had to take a little more time out of your busy schedule. She still just looked at me as though I didn't say anything to her. Now, I'm being nice, and she's being rude. Y'all help me make that make sense. That didn't make sense to me. So the left side of the brain and Satan are working overtime right now because, and, and, and mind you, she had an attitude. Mind you, she was, every time I said something, she kind of, you know how they give you that, that old church roll your eyes uh, uh, when your mama tells you you don't do something. You don't let her, you let her see you, but you don't do it the way you do it too much. So anyway, I said, now maybe she's having, maybe she's having a bad day. Something's going on with her. So I'm trying to reason with this young lady. And y'all know what? I'm thinking now, now y'all know I'm real. I'm like, okay. Now, if it hadn't been somebody that didn't look my shade, my same color, I might have been like, been able to throw, you know, well, they just probably don't even, you know how we do, we do real quick. When somebody of another nationality don't treat us right, the first thing we say, oh, they don't like, they don't like black people, or they don't like my color. Well, let me tell you, it wasn't that case, because she was my color. So, I noticed that she still didn't say anything nice to me, and I'm just like, she didn't even want to talk to me. For some reason, I just attributed it to her having a bad day. So, needless to say, I said, well, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back here and get what I need, because I was doing just an exchange. So, I said, well, do you mind if I go ahead and go get what I'm going to go get to exchange? I just want to exchange the item. Do you have your ID? That's just how she said that to me. She has not said hello. She has not said nothing other than be rude to me. So, y'all, I was telling Jesus to hold my mute about that time. But I said, okay. So I said, well, are you having a bad day? She just, you know how they suck their teeth. And she's about maybe 20, 23, and I'm old enough to be her mama. And she's sucking her teeth. You know when you suck your teeth at your mother, you got your you know you got you got something done to you. Pinch, hit, slap, whatever. So, anyway, I just said, okay. So, I said, you having a bad day? You know, I'm starting to get a little warm. Now, Jesus is starting to slowly go to the back burner. 
You know, I, I mean, the reality coach is getting ready to get real with her. You know, Jesus is going to the back burner, and I'm fighting to try to keep him on the front burner, but she don't want him to stay on the front burner. Satan is winning about this time because she just keeps being mean to me. So I turn around and I go and go get my product that I wanted. So I said, okay, I said a little quick prayer. Lord, don't make me, don't make me go bad on this little girl. Because, you know, I will go left on her and check her real quick. She thinks she'll check her. I will check, not check her, check her. H-U, I don't know how you spell her. H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-H-U-
So I said, sweetheart, now I just watched you handle everybody before me. I mean, I came here before all these people. They don't even look like you. But you're treating them with kindness. I look like what your mother should look like. And if she don't, you still need to show a little more respect. But I can tell that you got some, you probably got some parents that look like mine. Because, you you know, she was pretty dark, y'all. She wasn't old. She wasn't mixed. So I said, and you're treating me for no reason. I have done nothing to you. I have not came in here treated you rude. I was very nice. In spite of the fact that you're going to ask me, did you get it? You didn't even say, how may I help you? You looked at me like, what you want? And I got your product. And then, because I didn't have my receipt, you ain't getting no money back. I didn't ask for any money back. I said, matter of fact, if I were to call your manager, I could probably have you off the register. But I won't do that. I'm going to teach you something right here, right now. Anytime someone comes in and treats you kind in spite of how you treat them, make sure you do the right thing. People are not like they used to be. People don't care about people anymore. I just have to be the right one that you get this to. But I'm going to tell you, there are some people that look like you and me that won't handle you this way. So whatever you got to do to get yourself together, I suggest you go to the back and do that. Do you need a Coke? Do you need me to get you get you some French fries, a piece of chicken nugget? What do you need, a Happy Meal? Because right now you've made me very sad, and I want to get you whatever you need. Well, you know, and I'm so comical when I do things and when I'm checking you. The first thing she did is when I said, do you need a Happy Meal? She started laughing because I said, you made me very sad. She apologized before it was all over. I said, girl, because you know, you're about to make me, you're about to make me lay Jesus down. And anytime you can lay, make a, a, a person who loves Christ as much as I do lay down, you'd have made me go all the way left. And my reasoning of compassion, my reasoning of love, keeping peace, all that is gone to the left at that point in time. And this is what's happening in the world today. So many people are under such stress and indirect, that the right side of their brain is slowly going away. And then on top of all of that, when we look at the news, all we see is one tragic situation after another, one bad thing after another. How can we not diminish the right side of the brain if we don't feed it something with some happiness, some music? Even the music nowadays. It's crazy. I can't even turn on the radio some days because, first of all, I can't understand what they're saying. And then the few words that I catch, it's like, did they just say that? Oh, my God. You all, please understand, with the children, for those of us that can understand what I'm stating about the right side of the brain being filled with love, compassion, free will, all of that, like the Woodstock area, you know, era, everybody's happy-go-lucky. For those of you who see what's going on, take a break. Put on something cheerful. 
something that teaches encouragement, something that teaches you to love again, teaches you to keep peace, keep harmony. Put on some music every now and then for your children, because I'm telling you, this music now, I heard a song by, I don't even know the name of the, the, the I, I couldn't even figure out his name, but just the the word and the verbiage that he was using, first of all, the grammar was terrible. Oh, you all, and I'm going to get to that in a minute because y'all know I jump all over the place in a minute. But let me tell you what the um, the left side of the brain, to me, for me, is my willpower. My willpower to control my reasoning, control my logic. But that free will, well, maybe I got it backwards. Y'all help me. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't know if I'm saying it backwards or right. But one of them don't work right sometimes. They they, they don't work together. To, if I don't work with my willpower and my free will and they don't come together in harmony, it's going to be some free world trouble. Because I ain't got, you know, I, I have to have some scripture. I got to get the Bible to try to keep me under control because I can get out of control. And those that know me know I can get out of control with my mouth. Not my fist, because I'm going to be the one now. If y'all going to get into a fight, and it's going to be some trouble, I'm going to go get the car. I ain't going to fight, but I show talk a good game from the car window. But I'm going to go get the car. But I can talk up some stuff with this mouth. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Holly says, okay, thank you, Holly. Thank you. Okay, down to earth is the left side. Right side is artistic. Oh. Well, you think so? Okay, well, I, well, I guess I'm a little bit of both then. Sometimes I can be a little more artistic than other times, so that's awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Monica, I wish you could have been there, too, because I'd have let you handle her, because I, 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 I really I really want to go there, but I didn't do it. I did my best to stay Christian, and that's what we got to do. God's people, we got to fight to remain in him. In today's time, it is so hard to remain in Christ. It really is. It is so, so hard. Ooh, these people make, they make it hard, 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 hard. Now, I I do know that I'm all right sometimes, A-L-L-R-I-G-H-T but I can go left. So let me say this. For those of you who understand what I'm saying about the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain, if you can call in and share with me, if I said something backwards, it's okay. I don't mind. Y'all know if I let a little girl talk to me crazy, I don't mind being talked to crazy. So, if you can call in, let me see if I got any callers on the line, because y'all know I will talk, 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 and I don't want more people with just me. I want y'all to communicate back and forth with me and let me know what you think about your brain and how you utilize your brain. Hey, Chris, are there any callers on the line? Uh, no, Coach. You have no one on the line at this time. Okay. Well, I'll just keep talking. Um, well, hey, Chris, let me ask you, what side of your brain do you use mostly? Well, it depends. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, I, I can bring I can bring this into a spiritual perspective because I used to use uh, 
I I used to use my aggression part of the brain, which I believe it was. I think it's the left side. I think it is. Yeah, I think aggression is your left side. But anyway, I I never I I spoke less and acted first, and you know, of course, that gets you in trouble, a lot of trouble. And being that we're in a different time and season and stuff like that now, you can't just go ham and cheese on anybody anymore. Because everybody, you know, was ready to shoot you. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Um, but what I, when I was able to use both sides of my brain is when I realized that uh, Christ has a funny way of making some changes in your life. And when he makes changes in your life, he uh, there's always situations that will pop up on you just to test you. And sometimes it's like, okay, well, I felt that one. And then next week, God's going to give you the same exact test, and then you're like, okay, I failed this one again. Okay, why am I keep failing at this test? Well, God's going to continue to give you the same test to your passing. So make a long story short, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our what? Minds. So if our mind isn't renewed, our heart isn't renewed. So therefore, we can't love. We can't, we can't think the way God thinks because we're thinking on our own and we want to go and go ham and cheese on people and think that's that's uh, Christ like and you can you can definitely be aggressive uh and speak to people in a way where you can still challenge them to think and see this is that's where that's what our weapon is as being men and women of God that's our weapon and how you handle that young lady was Awesome, because you could have went ham and cheese on it. You could have just said, you know what, I had enough of you youngin'. Come here, let me let me whoop your hind parts. You know, see, stuff like that. See, these kids ain't used to that stuff. So they be like, what? You know, what? But anyway, you handled it well, and you ended up turning a bad situation into a good situation. And instead of showing your old Patterson, you showed her the reality coach. And that's what God does. And he sends harder situations, harder tests. But the good thing about what God does, he always puts us to the challenge, no matter what we face, no matter what we do, and it makes us stronger. So we can't look at negative situation as a bad thing. Sometimes it's a test that God is setting us up. So let, let me stop talking so much. It's your show. So I'm out of here. I'm no, done. I like, the, I like the conversation. I like it. I like it because you're right. Um, I am faced with a lot of challenges all the time, and the test is always, always, and they get so hard sometimes. They get harder and harder and harder, but you are absolutely correct. And for some reason, I got knocked offline, and some of the, the viewers, if you got, I, I don't know what to do at this point, but okay. I got knocked off. But thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank no, you so much. But you did have somebody pop on while I was talking, so I can put them on the line uh, if you like. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right, caller, we will read your last four digits of your phone number, 5221. 5221, you are on the line with the reality coach. God bless you. Oh, dear. Oh, Lordy. Y'all don't know who this is, but I do. 5221, Miss Firecracker. Hello, hello, darling. Hello. Oh, Hi, how are you? How okay, you can today? you see me on my. Wait one second, please. Holly, you said go out and come go back in. Um, I'm offline. I don't know. I hope everybody can find me again. I don't know. So what do I need to do? Can you tell me that again? Go out and come back in? 
I, I think that's what I did. But needless to say, okay, Miss Firecracker, what is going yes, on? How are you today? I am. How are you today, I'm sorry? I'm great. I'm great. Good. Okay, so did you see the flyer that I put out about the right and the left side of the brain? Yes, ma'am, I did. So which one do you utilize mostly? I mostly utilize the right side, but I do. My left side is pretty uh, pretty strong, but I utilize the, the left side more. And it's really... Um, Surprising, I I learned a little bit about the brain. Uh, my sister have had a couple of strokes, so the first one she had, she had on the right side, and the second one, the last one she had, she had on the left side. Now the first one she had, she came back uh, pretty much like a hundred percent. But the stroke that she had on the uh, right side and the frontal lobe, she hasn't come back 100%. So um, I did learn a little bit about the brain. But what I want to say is that the right side of the brain begins to develop first. And it develops, it's developed by the time a child is like three, two to three years old. Of course, and then it's up to the parent to help stimulate and develop that brain. That's why it's so crucial for um, 12, up to 12 years of age. It is so crucial how you raise a child. It's so very important that during those years that you give them what they need. The left side starts to develop around the age of six or seven. And, of course, uh, it has to be stimulated to be developed. It's stimulated with education and outside forces, the parents' ideas. A lot of that goes into the left side of the brain, and you can develop that that side um, as you grow older. But the right side is usually the most uh, dominant in most people. However, there are some that the left side is uh, pretty dominant, and they don't believe. That those are scientists and the one that don't really believe in God, and if they can't solve the problem uh, or see the figures, or then they don't believe it. Those are those people. So, Thank God, most people, their dominant side is the right side. Now, let me ask you this. The Bible says that he knew you, in Jeremiah, he knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. So right. the mother is, is so vitally important. And I remember when I was carrying my children, and I could actually see the difference. I could see the difference in their personalities. One, when I was carrying him, I cried a lot. I was very laid back. I stayed in the house all the time. I was very, you know, I was happy, but I was very, I was very laid back. Now, that second one, you couldn't be, because the first one, you know, it's like that first one, we want to do everything perfect. We don't want to do anything wrong. We want to make sure that we're the perfect parent. But by the time you get that second one coming, 
you become a professional. You you like okay. It's kind of like that commercial where the first baby, where they show the one, the the mother and the father doting over the first baby, how they couldn't touch the floor, couldn't do all that. But then the second child comes. She's at the mechanic shop. She hands the baby to the mechanic with all the oil on his hand. So it's one of those things where I think that the mother plays a vital role too when you're you're when you're carrying your child. I believe my daughter-in-law, when she was carrying my my grandson, I remember her saying, her mother always said, no, you got to stay calm. You got to stay relaxed. Put music on. Put things on to keep them happy because the baby can hear and feel you. The baby is learning from you while you're it, while the baby is, while you're carrying the child. And do you know, I can see a lot of the, I can see a lot of the stuff that she was doing while she was carrying the boys, I, I, I see it. it. It's amazing how the brain can start developing right inside of your womb as a mother. Now, as you stated, children still develop their own personalities, and it is up to us, parents, uncles, whomever, to keep funneling what is good in the children as they grow up because you said it best. They start developing their own personalities. And we've got to do whatever we can to make sure that those personalities develop into something healthy. And I believe what is happening now, we're we're all struggling with something in this world today. And now children are going, they're, they're going, they're trying to figure things out on their own because we got parents now having to work two and two jobs, trying to make the ends tied up together. We got too many younger people having children, and it's like the grand babies are having babies. It's just. Um, it's just so, so much going on out here that we need to do something to help the children. We've got to start fostering these kids better and nurturing them because guess what? They learn their behaviors from us. We can, we, okay, let me, let me go this way, um, Firecracker, and you can tell me, you can stop me at any time whenever you have something to say, but Firecracker, let me say it this way. With everything that we see out here today, everything that we see, I don't see too much good on the media, I mean on TV. I barely watch the news because I get so depressed. It's always someone bickering, someone fighting, some nationality not happy with this, this. Somebody's always doing something. So my brain is getting overloaded with reason and logic trying to figure out this chaos feel my compassion and my right side of my brain, it has to go on break because I got to go over here and try to figure out, now, what was the reason for that? Why did they do that? Why did they say that? Why is she like I was in the store? Why was she treating me like that? I could not, I, I had to fight to use my right side of my brain because I was being bombarded with having to figure out logic, having to figure out reasoning, having to figure out why, be practical. I mean, it's just too much sometimes, and that's all we hear now. Would you not agree? I I do agree, and, of course, um, we know pretty much what the problem is. As you said, people having babies young, they're not uh, prepared for them um, economically, so they have to work and they're left in the home. It is a full-time job to... uh, develop the skills that are crucial in children and when we don't develop them they're gonna develop one way or the other 
So when we don't develop them and coerce them and uh, see and learn that child and kind of guide them, we learn they're where they're weak at and their strong points, and that's why we sometimes have to use the belt. Um, but we've gotten away from that. Kids are developed from TV and games and other kids, and, of course, it does take a lot of things, but we need to pick what they watch on TV in those formative years. We need to pick what music they listen to. We need to pick who they're around. And that's what how it used to be, but it's not like that anymore. So kids are exposed so early to things that are negative that does nothing to develop their artistic side, their right side, nor does it do anything to help develop their left side. So they are under under the developed in a lot of ways and then when they come into adulthood of course they just do whatever they think is best to do they don't have reasoning skills they don't have control of their emotions their anger you know it's so many things happen when you are your your skills are not developed wow Wow, that is that is. I mean, you have really shed some light on this for me. I, I do, I do agree wholeheartedly with everything you have said. I, I do understand that kids are not being developed now. We're afraid to say anything, and 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 all, and and we as believers have to understand we are in a spiritual warfare. I mean, we're fighting. We're fighting. We're fighting against the. The darkness. We're fighting against the darkness, and 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 I don't know if people really understand how dark and dreary it is. Let me give you some examples. I turn on the radio; they're promoting everything that has to do with taking you away from being safe. They're promoting uh, the little blue pills. They're prom- I mean, they're promoting they're promoting sex, drugs. And violence. Every time you turn around, there's something. Well, not saying they're promoting the violence or you know uh, the drugs, but then in actuality, they now they've got CBD oil. So it's all methodically starting to where we're going to have free will to be chaotic. We're going to have free will to be chaotic, and it's very hard, like you said, if no one has developed our reasoning skills. As a child, if no one is developing that, if you go do this, this is the this is the after this is the aftermath. Like the like my book, I entitled it "The Reality of Abuse: The Aftermath and the Recovery." When you abuse your body, there's an aftermath, and if you recover, you're going to recover with some with some with some brokenness or some hurt or some type of scars. Something is going to be left there. It is not easy to recover from abuse because during the during the, the abuse, you're not looking at the aftermath of how you did your own, own body with the stuff that you've done, your mind and your body and your spirit. It is so imperative that we protect that. And the only way we can t- protect that is someone fosters both sides of the brain as we come up. Would you not agree right. that we have to find a way to foster both sides of the brain? Uh, yes, we do, and the old way worked, but the young generation decided that that was too old-fashioned for them, 
And so they chose to, to go another another route. And I know, you know, the Bible talks about uh, when, the, and we're raising up a generation that don't know God. That's one of the main, the main things. We're, we have a gener- whole generation that don't know God. They say they are spiritual. They're not religious. They don't have to go to church. Uh, the Bible is, is not literal. You don't have to take it literal. It's just an example. All parts of the Bible are not true. I mean, it's just so much that they're missing out of being in the will of God. So that's the main problem. So if you have a mother that don't know God, even back in the day when women didn't go to church, if they didn't go, they sent their kids because their mama sent them. They just decided when they got grown to grow, grow, go astray. But we have parents now, they ain't not going and they're not going to send their kids and they don't want their kids to exposed to anything uh, uh, about God. So that's the main thing. We're going to have to go back to God. Well, you know what? That is so true because I'm telling you, if I didn't have God in me, let me do tell you, that little girl would have got it. She would have got it. Because, I mean, not necessarily in, in, in any other way than the way that I know how to give it to her. Look here, little girl. But it just showed me that someone hadn't fostered her and nurtured her and given her the skill set needed in order to deal with the public the way it sh- the way it should be handled. How to control her emotions, how to balance out the right and the left side of the brain. I can be having a bad day, but because I have to have logic and reason, I have to understand that just because I'm having a bad day does not give me a right to sit here and say whatever I want to say to someone. Well, thank you so much, Miss Firecracker. I'm sorry. Can you hold? Hey, uh, hold on, Miss Firecracker. Don't, Chris. Can you bring? Can you bring multiple people on at one time? Uh, yes, I can. All right. Can Um, you put a a call as on hold? Can you put her in and let her join the conversation? Anybody wants to join the conversation, they can join in. I have no problem with that. Gotcha. All right, everybody's locked in. Back to you, Coach. Okay. Hey, uh, I don't know who's all on there, but say something. Okay, Miss Firecracker, you, you can you can hold on. Who who who's there? I am. Hi, this is Holly. Hey, Holly, how are you, honey? I am so glad to finally catch you live. And I want to say, Miss Firecracker, I don't know your name, but I'm going to call you Firecracker too. You have taken us all to church tonight. And I thank you for it. Um, I I love so many of your opinions and comments. And um, I've not ever met – well, I think I actually did meet you, Dorothy, once at a city council meeting a long time ago. But we we didn't get to speak. So uh, I do have something I want to bring up, but we can finish this conversation. Well, can I go ahead? Yes, yes, yes. It's really pertaining to much – Okay, it's pertaining to so much of what we've been talking about, but I'm going to dive a little deeper, and I'm hoping that I don't uh, get anyone angered at me because let me just tell you, I love everybody. Um, I have been raised to believe that we are we have one God and we are one people. So whether your skin is black and mine is white matters not to me. Um, God created us that way, and I have 
always had a great many friends of all backgrounds and diversities. Um, and I've had a great deal of black women friends. And over the past week, two of them, and I'm talking in like the past few days, two, one of my very long 25-year friends suddenly called me out and said, I don't know what she's going through. I have uh, – she just basically – she told me to go uh, eat a D because I didn't know what it was like to be black. And we didn't have a disagreement. And my other friend was in my church, a, a newcomer to church, and I texted her to see how she was doing. She told me she had no time for foolishness, that I had no idea what it was like to be a black woman. And I never I never said any of these things. To, you know, this wasn't about race. None of it was about race. And so I sat back, and uh, each time I just sort of said, I hope you feel better soon, and backed out of it. And... I'm wondering if maybe you can shed some light because some of it is like like you said with the lady at the store. Uh, it may or may not have anything to do with race, but I think what we need to do is show, uh, like Firecracker said, we have to show our kids an example, and a lot of this is the examples we're showing to one another as adults, whether it's racial or it's just opinions. But that's one reason I want to meet you, Dorothy, and one day do a – do a live with you so that we could show people that um, skin color doesn't have to have a thing to do with, with anything about how we love one another and how we read God's word and how we show God's word and how we teach it to our children. And some of us may draw a little more on our left side of the brain. Some of us may draw a little more on the right side of our brain. But we, we don't just use half a brain. Uh, it's It's still all there. And what I would like to know is, from your point of view, so that I don't invalidate any of my friends, what would have been a good response to these women when they feel that, you know, I don't know if they think I'm, that I think I'm white privileged, because I certainly do not. And, and like I said, this never came about. But how can we all, uh, from a racial standpoint, show unity without causing diversity? Well, let me, let me give you and, and, and Holly, I, I commend you for even sharing and being so transparent about what you went through with your friends. And I do, I do pray that it works out for you all. Let me tell you, nine times out of ten, they have had a bad, bad day. And if you look at the news, like I said, all it does is point fingers, and all it does is keep the vision going. And no, you don't know what it is to be black. You don't. But they don't know what it is to be white either, do they? They don't know what it is to feel your pain. They don't know what it is to be someone who loves all people but are held accountable for those who don't love all people. They don't know what it feels like to not know what to say to someone because you love them in spite of their color. You love them because of their character, and you don't know what to say. They don't know how it feels to be in your shoes either. So what I would say to you is, Take the dust from your feet, continue to pray for them, and move forward because guess what? You did nothing wrong. You did right. exactly what you were supposed to do. You showed love in the best way you know, and that's all we can do. That's all right. we can do. You did right. your part. So don't beat yourself up over what they felt. 
next time somebody tells you that, that that you don't know what it is to be black, you know what you do? You tell yourself, I sure don't, but I sure know what it is to be white. To talk to somebody black when they just saw somebody get killed <laughs> by somebody white. I still know what that feels like, and now I got to go out here and walk on eggshells because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But you right. did the right thing. You showed you cared. Well, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what actually precedented the thing. This for, I have quite a few black friends, and they constantly send me cl- video clips of abuse going on, mainly to black men. And I... I watch it, and sometimes I cry and scream and throw the phone, and I, I don't like to watch it, you know. And I, I finally told my friend, I said, look, I can't watch anymore. It's making me cry. I'm getting, it's like watching the news, you know. It's making me cry. And she sent me another, uh, you know, right away she sent me another link about the yeah. ice cream truck song. And I, my first response was, surely that's not true. Well, it was About the true. ice cream song? There was an old 1906 song uh, written that was very racist, and some it's a jingle. Some of it is a jingle that gets played in the ice cream trucks, and I had never heard this, so I sort of doubted it. When I heard it, it was so awful. I, I, my comment was, surely not. Surely not. I said, have you? I said, have you fact checked that? You know, I just didn't, couldn't believe something like that could be true. Well, because I was doubting, I, I didn't tell her it wasn't true, but I initially doubted it. She said, "You're a typical white person," and boy, she called me everything but white. And and then I quickly told her in my fact checking that it was true, and that I'm so sorry that song was ever written. And from that point on. Uh, I've been called, you people, you people need to get it together. You people need to get it together. And I said, you know what? I'm not one of those people. I have a lot of things I need to get together, but I'm not one of those haters. You know, and she knows this. My goodness, we've been friends 25 years. And and so it was it was all about something that really hurt her deep in her heart. And nothing that I could say or do could could comfort that pain. Well, Holly, let me say this to you. In case you don't know, there are black people that are racist as well. I oh, just yeah. want to share that with you. Oh, yeah. And, okay. and we, don't see, we don't typically see racism from both sides until something happens. And then we take it to a whole nother level. So all I'm saying to you is shake the dust from your feet. You know mm-hmm. you're not one of those people. You you know you're not one of those people, and it's okay. And I'm not I'm not all I me. I don't let people try to determine who I am. I don't let them take that from me. I am who I am. You continue being who you are, and you continue being the loving person that you are being. And guess what? They'll have to come back to you and apologize because guess what? I know what works. When you get on your knees, mm-hmm. you go pray. God will make them come back to you and apologize, especially if they know God. And now it makes you question their their Christianity if they say that they're Christians. Right, right. I can ask the pastor, hey, Chris, he's a pastor. Um, Chris, can you you give her some words of encouragement, please? Because I'm not not ordained to do that. And I know stay in my lane because I really want to tell her something else. Girl, please. Girl, I really want to say how to tell them, like, let me give you the black church. Girl, bye. No, I'm just saying don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 
well, uh, the sad part about it, Miss Holly, is that uh, we are living in an age where ignorance is becoming uh, fact. And when you are a man and a woman of God, you're going to be tested beyond beyond limitations. And especially, it's it's usually going to see your own friends turn your back on you. You're probably going to see some family members turn their back. It's called the yes. great falling away. And yes. the great falling away is happening as we speak. We have a lot of people leaving uh, their relationship with Jesus Christ. Key word, relationship. I'm not talking about religion. Now, when right. you understand the relationship of Jesus Christ, this is what draws people to you. Now, a lot of people know about Jesus. They went to church every Sunday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever you have your churches. They know the religious aspect of how to act. Keyword again, act Christ-like. But when you have a relationship with Christ, what he does to you is change everything about you. And that's why this topic is so on point about the brain matters because your your heart and brain begins to change. You don't think like you used to think, you don't act the way you used to act. There's the, when you when you say something out of your mouth, it's going to cut, but you're going to be able to heal them at the same same time. These are the weapons that God gives us, and as we get closer to him relationally, we will see that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through who? God in the pulling down of our what? Stronghold. So this is a stronghold. People are being strangled by the spirit of confusion, doubt, fear, racism, you name it. They're, they're going crazy with it. But as believers, we have to continue to stay strong. Unite with other men and women of God that's going to keep us accountable and will also keep us strengthened in our times of weakness. Because a lot of times we're getting pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled so much that we're being drained. And we don't have anyone that we can lean on to be refilled, especially now we can't go to church anymore. So it's even more apparent now to have relationship with Christ because therefore you'll see that every time you open your mouth and someone comes to you and being ignorant, well, I love you. I'm sorry you feel this way, but I love you anyway, and I hope that God changes your mind, period. And I'll leave it at that. I don't even engage with uh, with ignorance because I don't have time for it. Uh, and I say exactly what I just said. Uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, I pray that God will change your heart and your mind someday, but I don't roll like that. But, you know, if you have any more questions or concerns, here's my card, and I, and I keep it pushing. That's just how I do it. But, you know, like I said, no one's going to know our story as being black. No one's going to know your story as being white. No one's going to know the story. We're not going to know unless we understand and have friends. And that's why I tell people a lot. I thank God for where I was raised because I was raised on the East Coast. I never experienced racism until I came to the South. I didn't know what black and white was. I didn't know what brown and, and purple and, and polka dot. I didn't know all of that stuff. I thought all of us were the same. We believed the same. We, we, ha- we come from different cultures. Every Sunday we went to different people's houses to have their cultural food. We got to learn their, their culture, learn the way they do things, how they speak, how they act, all this stuff. 
That's why when we, a lot of people that come from the East Coast and come south, it's a reality check for them because they don't know, they never experienced that. But anyway, I'm taking over the show, but I hope that helped you. And yes. um, I pray that God continues to, to strengthen you in this time because it is a hard time at, at right now. A lot of a lot of saints are being attacked just for no reason verbally, and 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 their 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 spirit their spirit man is being tested. So I just pray that you continue to seek Jesus first and allow Him to re-strengthen you and and to get a closer prayer life and, and a closer. Uh, walk with Jesus Christ on your one-on-one time, and he will strengthen you in those times that you need it the most. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Holly. Holly. May I say something? Holly, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, firecracker. Holly, I yes. have someone asking you a question. She wants to know, is the friendship worth saving? Yes. Yes, but at the same time, before I would, um, I think she'll always be my friend. I don't think it's a question of of uh, saving it or or letting it go. I think we'll remain friends, but we may not be friends that speak anymore. We may have to be distant. I will always love this person for the for the way we met, and I was her mail carrier for twenty years. You know, um, I kept I prevented her house from burning down when she was gone, and and it, there was smoke coming out the window. She'd left something on the stove. We go so far back, and she knows my heart. She knows me. So so for this, to, you know, of course the friendship is worth saving, but I, th- this won't determine whether or not she will have to determine whether she's my friend or not. I would never um, let something like this um, cost the friendship, but it might cost the communication. I might just choose not to, like the preacher said, I, I don't have time for the ignorance or to play the game, so I might not just might not play anymore. But but I still love her because I think whatever's going on with her had nothing to do with me. Exactly. I was getting ready to say what someone has put in the comments, and I'm sure you can probably see the comments. She just said that something triggered her, and 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 it may be something from her childhood because I do know that um, there are people who have deep rooted scars from childhood, and it may have been something that triggered her that day. And she means no harm. But the best thing that she said, the the person in the comments said, is for you to keep loving her. Loving her, but loving her in a way to where you don't abuse your own self trying to love someone. Okay, Miss Firecracker, go ahead and give your comment, please. Okay, again, we're going to go back to the topic. The brain matters. And in saying that, there are a lot of people that they're – that, that that left side that, that reasoning skills and that stuff that they're thrown off and therefore there have you ever heard of brainwashing? There are some people that cannot be brainwashed, they can't be hypnotized because they're they have developed a strong left side. But if your left side is weak, you can be brainwashed, you can be hypnotized, and with the news media and with the black versus white thing going on. There are a lot of people, black and white, but as a black person, I know that I have to be careful because if I think and meditate on what was done to my ancestors, if I look at what the news is showing and see how black men are being treated, if I don't use my reasoning skills 
in the right side of my brain that houses the love that I have for people, then I can be brainwashed, and it will make me be angry with every white person. So right. that right. goes back to not having any reasoning skills. It's not you personally. It's just that with everything going on, they, their reasoning skills are not kicking in, and so they become angry with every white person. Right. I think this was not, uh, maybe at that moment she became angry at every white person. I, I know it at that moment, but that's not her heart, and I know that. I know that that's not her heart. But uh, I, I think whoever said, you know, love her anyway and maybe uh, reach out to her. I'm going to give her some time because she's still stewing. And um, she. I know this because she texted me stuff in the middle of the night, and I, I didn't reply. I just um, actually... I actually blocked it because <laughs> I just didn't want to see it anymore for a while. I didn't unfriend her or anything. I just blocked from see- myself from seeing it because I didn't want her to think I would unfriend her for any reason. But I think we could probably talk on this subject for days and days and not talk about everything that could be beneficial to not only me or you but other people listening and our children. And, I, Dorothy, I thank you so much for bringing your show to the uh to the media, to the to light, because uh, I think you can help a lot of people. Well, God, honey, trust me, Holly, it is so not me. It is so God, because I tell you, it is it is tough doing this, especially when you don't uh, necessarily agree with everyone and in the world we're living in today with people battling with their own brains, the right and left side. No one wants to, no one wants to agree to disagree today, like in today's time. And right. I just say to you again, say to love her, and like you said, the best thing you can do is give her some time. But I tell you, the most important thing that you can do is you pray about it and watch yeah. God work it out in your favor. Right. Right. He will work it out. I, I really want to meet you for coffee or uh, a meal or, or, or just some porch talk one day soon. And, uh, and, and, work on and pray about that idea that I sent you a couple weeks ago. I have already done that, and I think it's awesome, and I cannot wait. I will definitely reach out to you uh, after the show. Are you, is it okay to reach out to you after the show? Absolutely. I'm going to have to. Um, I'm going to have to get off the call right now. I've got to get to. Um, I've got to go make a payment somewhere before 7:30, and and I'll be right back. It's just local, but I have enjoyed hearing everyone speak tonight. I'm still going to have you on the. Uh, I'll still be listening, but I'm calling from a landline um, so that I could also watch at the same time. So that um, so anyway, thank you all for your input and talking to me, and, and I sure would like to meet all of you in person uh, someday as well. Thank you. Okay, Holly, can the reality coach say something leave you with this? Yes. Thank you for being a good white person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I don't know how to respond to that, but I'll say you're welcome. I, I am a good person, but let me tell you what. Uh, when Firecracker was earlier saying some of our behaviors and the way we show examples to our kids, we're all going through something, just like you said. You know, we've all been cooped yes. up too long, and sometimes every single one of us can act act up, and I am certainly no exception I'm raising a grandson who has autism. He just graduated high school, and we have been cooped up together for too long. And I, I look forward to the day. I don't know if we'll ever have the normal like we used to know, but I do look forward to a normal 
in for the future where we can all hug and uh, embrace and congregate and you know enjoy company again because this loneliness is just not for me that, but thank well, you you know what thank you for being so loving i don't care what color you are we just thank you for the love i thank, thank you, you i thank you i thank you and I we will get back. together and i will call you after the i thank Thanks, you back guys. and good night everybody Good night. Good hey, night. Hey, Chris, is there, any, is there anyone else on the line? Okay, well, Fox, are you still there, right? I'm here. Okay, well, um, let me um, let me say this, and she's still going to be listening. I feel so bad for so many people who are now, I mean, there are so many people of other nationalities that don't know what to say to us. They don't know what to say. They don't. They they don't know. They to say, "Are you okay? What can I do? How can I help you?" I mean, they really don't know what to say. But what I will encourage them is to continue to be loving, continue to love us, and eventually things will change. They will change. Would you not agree? I agree, hundred yes, percent. It, it, it's 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 hard. But, so, you, but um, to answer your question, uh, Coach, we do have one more caller on the line, and I think you know okay, who this individual well, is. All right, caller twenty nine ninety one, you are on the air with Dr. Pass and the Reality Coach. God bless you. God bless you all as well. How are things? Well, I know who this is. Hey, Mr. Missy, Missy Cash. Hey, sister, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Okay, I'm glad okay to I don't know. That. Someone has some some noise in the background. Oh, I know, you know, here. you know what, Mr. Lance from Michigan, you know what it is? I know it's Miss Firecracker. She always doing something. Miss Firecracker, is that you? No, ma'am, my phone was muted. Was oh, she did good today. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I blame you for no reason. Okay, Mr. Go ahead. Mr. Lesson, what no, did you I say saying... now? <laughs> tag, I'm it. No, the noise was me. Oh, okay. See, Miss Firecracker, I'm so sorry. Mr. Lesson, get Stop that noise and don't give us give us some noise We're out of your mouth what you got to say because we know you got something good for us. Come on with it. Well, well don't don't uh <laughs> do me like that. But the Lord is uh the Lord is good. Can't say I got the whole gist of what you all are speaking about. But from what I did hear and from what I do understand, I tell you I struggle with what to say to our people right now. Many of them don't want what I want to tell them to help us change, to help us become stronger as a people, as followers of Christ, and as men to our women. Many don't want to hear what I have to say because it means they have to stop being who they are and doing what God has called them to do. And so it's a tough task. And the Caucasians, I spend a lot of time around them. An awful lot of time around them. As a matter of fact, I'm in a place called Traverse City, where we are approximately 3.5 percent of the population. And I say, "Hi, how you doing?" They speak, telling me you be blessed. They say, "Hey, you and your family as well." I say, "Hey, 
May you all stay healthy and strong and they stay you all as well. Some black folks that say, hey, how you doing? May you and your family stay strong. They won't even acknowledge me. They don't even want to look at you. They look the total no. they look totally the opposite way. They really do. They, and it's sad. Just ignore me. Ignore me. So, there was a lady so, Go ahead. There was a lady at, at the grocery store, little corner store thing, sell little groceries. And she walked up there, she got some little kids and they come out, they change their little money. And I said, you know, the Lord put me here right now to be a blessing to you. I'm gonna take care of this. She said, No, no, I'm all right. I'm okay, I'm okay, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get it. I'm like, well, you know, the Lord sent me here to do it. The airplane would fly over right now. And black people are turning turning away blessings. They're turning them down. They, they don't even want them. Well, well, uh, where do you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, where do you say you can get Because I'll come get a blessing. It's no problem for me to come get it because I like all blessings coming from whomever. <laughs> I'll come get it. Amen. Amen. But you are well, so correct. It is so sad. So Holly, I know you're listening, and it's sad, but we don't. I mean, I'm not angry with anyone because it it, it it's life. Like, okay, let me use me, Mr. Lance in Michigan. Right now, there's so much that has happened in my life that I could be so angry about, and I can blame. White people, because I can certainly make it fit the circumstances. My son being murdered, there's a white detective that has not done his job to me. I can say, oh, that white man's not doing his job. No, his job is tough to do because there's so much going on. I have to look at it from a reason. I have to use both sides of my brain, compassion and my reasoning skills, in order to be able to deal with not knowing who murdered my child, not knowing that. Now, I have to deal with that. Now, I've got another family in a situation, and I know the circumstances in behind this. It is not what it is seeming to be, but, of course, people don't know that. And I can easily say these white people. But at the end of the day, how did it even get to the point that it is now? What did my son do to end up being able to even be somewhere where he didn't need to be. So I have to look at things, and I can easily be angry with every white person out here. I could easily do that. I could be easily angry with everyone, even with the George Floyd situation. People get mad at me because what I say to them is, I saw a man in uniform killing a U.S. citizen who he was supposed to be protecting and serving. But the noise around me, in the back around me, made me see the color. Not the blue uniform, the color of white and black. That is what they use that is what is being used by Satan to keep us all in this topsy turvy and all of this confusion, this hate and all this going on. No one is exempt from being evil. No one is exempt from not utilizing the right side of their brain. No one is exempt from losing, using the left side of the room. But when you take it, when you use your free will to do with what you want with your willpower, things like this happen. It happens. And I'm not exempt from the trials and tribulations of this world. God said there will be long suffering. He said it. It's written. What makes 
makes me think that I'm not going to go through. And he reigns on the just and the unjust. So if somebody black, white people, if somebody black don't speak to you, just know they might be going through something. And white, black people, if somebody white don't speak to you, they don't do something, charge it to their ignorance. But don't be ignorant, too. Two wrongs don't never make a right. Somebody got to know how to turn off the left side of their brain at some, well, learn how to use both sides of your brain when you're facing certain situations. You got to use your compassion. You got to use your love. You got to use all of that. And you got to use your reasoning skills. Our reasoning skills, as Firecracker said, they're no longer, they're, they're, they're horrible. They're horrible. So we got to do something. And I mean, the brain really matters. But I, I, I mean, if y'all can help me understand and see how the brain don't matter, I, I want somebody to share with me. Can anybody tell me how the brain, using both sides of the brain at one time, don't matter? Can I help? I would. Can I help? So one day I went to Mississippi. And I picked up a flower, and I sniffed that flower. And I came back to Michigan. Something in that flower put what is considered blastomycosis didymus. It is a fungal infection of your respiratory system, but it ended up on the left side of my brain. So they needed to remove 15% of the left side of my brain in order for me to possibly survive. They gave me a chance of, if I didn't die, that I would have to learn to walk and talk again, everything be like, I was never lived, but God saw fit to show um, when I'm what's in your brain, your left piece can be missing, your right piece can be missing. As long as you're using what I told you to say, you still got a whole brain. And so it isn't my brain that matters. It's God's brain that matters. He's the one who came up with the system. It's his mind that wrote out all the commandments. It's his mind that told us how to act. It's his mind that brings us to life. So if I let my mind go and grab a hold of his, my brain don't matter. His do. Well, I guess that's why the scripture says being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That comes into play. When we allow God to indeed. renew our mind, we learn to balance the two. Miss Firecracker, did yes. you leave us? No, ma'am, I'm still here. What you got to say? I know you got something to say. Well, God gave us a brain. If if it didn't matter, he could have possibly, he could have not given us a brain and been the brain for us. He gave us a brain. And he gave us a, it's a, very complex organ. So there has to be a reason why God gave us this very complex organ. So I, I, I to me, the brain very much matter. Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Lance, Mr. Lance, Michigan. You said something that you had to learn. You had lost 15% of the left side of your brain. And this goes to show, were you, were, are you a degreed individual before you lost the left side of your brain, the 15%? Um, no. I mean, I have, I have an associate, 
Well, well, that, that okay. Now, yeah, here, before, did that yeah. stop you? Now, a degree. Now, let me tell you something about educated. This goes to show how strong and how the mind can do what it's supposed to do when you allow God to enter into your mind. How education can take A degree can't take you certain places. When God opens doors for you, it doesn't matter if you have a degree or if you don't. That door is for you and it's going to open some kind of way because God is going to make sure it opens. So that lets me know that the brain is so, God did so much with this organ that we can, we have the ability to acquire knowledge. And this is what's happening. So many people are acquiring knowledge now. It's, it's so much knowledge out here, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good knowledge. But let me tell you, when you acquire and you seek after wisdom, there's a big difference. Big difference. Because when you get wise, you learn how to work both sides of those brains, both sides Amen. of the brain simultaneously. But when you're seeking after knowledge, Knowledge, knowledge is everything. Knowledge is out here everywhere, all around you every day. But sometimes all knowledge ain't good knowledge. But all wisdom is good wisdom because let me tell you what you learn with wisdom. You learn that if you touch that fire, your finger going to get burned. You ain't got to have nobody's knowledge to tell you that that fire going to hurt anymore. You have touched it, so you've gained your wisdom. Now you know that when you don't listen to your parents and you don't follow their instructions, if mama say don't go somewhere because uh, don't hang out with that person, that's bad news, and you find yourself being read in the bad news, you know then you ain't got to worry about mama's knowledge no more. You got your own wisdom. So if you always start seeking wisdom and seek wisdom, Get your knowledge, but seek wisdom in the knowledge that you're getting. Why am I learning this? Why is this coming in before me? Why am I in this test? And like they said so many times, God will put you through the same test over and over until you get the wisdom that you need from that test. So, people, Americans, let's start taking all this knowledge in. And if we do take it in, let's find the wisdom in the knowledge that we've taken in. Would you all do? Do y'all understand what I'm saying about that, or did I make it too complicated? Somebody? Anybody? Oh, we are, no, you you didn't make it too complicated, and uh, I, I think I'd like to amend kind of what I said here. Our minds matter, like you said, when it's filled with God. When it's filled with us, when it's filled with the world, when it's filled with those things, our mind no longer matters because it has become carnal. And a carnal mind isn't a mind that God, he can work with it, he will work with it, but it isn't really a mind that seeks to glorify him. And so you're absolutely right in in all that you're saying. And uh, God gave us a mind when he first created us until... That mind was given something that God didn't want it to have. That mind was fully focused for him, on him, and about him. So it takes an outside source to make that mind say, nah, I think I'll go the other way. But sister, sister Patterson, you are a marvelous mind, and I appreciate you sharing your mind with us. Well, to God be the glory. I mean, this mind can get 
this mind can get uh, a little little thrown off every now and then. But I thank God that I have God in me, not on me. Because so many people have God on them and not in them. And I think that may be what some people face when they go through certain situations. They're carrying God on them like a backpack instead of carrying them in them. And you can clearly tell because when you start, when there are certain things, when God is really leading you and you really allow God to take over your mind, body, spirit, and soul, you can't conduct yourself the same way you used to. You just can't do it. There are things that I used to do that I can't do anymore because my mind has been transformed and renewed by the Holy Spirit. And when you really allow God to come in, you can't do and conduct yourself the way you used to do. It's, it, you know, you, you, it's like people say now, well, I remember when I used to do, I used to, you, you know, I used to, I used to. Don't get me started, because I go back. Don't make me remember when. Y'all know all those things that we used to do when God has came into your life. And you've really allowed him to align with your mind and your heart. You can't, your mind can't overrule your heart no more. It can't. God won't let it. He won't. So when I want to act up and I want to do something, my heart won't let it because it enters into the mind of man before it can penetrate the heart. So those of you who are letting stuff enter into your mind and it just stops right there, ain't no telling what you're going to do. Ain't no telling what you're going to do. You got to stop letting just any and everything enter into your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your brain. It's precious because it will get confused. And before you know it, you might have a stroke. You may have high blood pressure because when your mind is so convoluted with all of this, 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 this negativity that we got on racism, hate, bills, job loss, bosses, all this stuff we got going on, you got to guard your mind. That's why Philippians 4 and 8 says you got to learn to think on these things. Think. Don't let it be a thought. Let it be something that you think on constantly because thoughts are constantly coming into our mind. That's why we have to think on things that are pure, things that are good. We have to think on those things. We just can't let it run through our mind because if we let it run through our mind, we're going to have a whole lot of stuff going on that don't need to be going on. And I tell you what, I, I, I cannot say thank you enough for all of you who have shared. It is just, amazing that when God gives me a topic, be honed in onto that topic. The brain matters. Who would come up with a topic like that? Nobody but God. Because I'm like, God, now what do you mean the brain matters? What We all know the brain matters. It matters. But who does the brain matter to? Yes, the brain does matter. But who does the brain matter for? That's what you need to ask yourself. If you're not using your brain in the proper way to keep your own self healthy and flourishing in the world today, that's on you. Don't let your brain go to waste because it really matters. But the only one that can determine how much your brain really matters is you because God gives us free will. We have a choice to use our brain for the good or use our brain for the bad. 
if we keep on looking around and trying to look at somebody else and point fingers at everybody else instead of self doing self-examination, your brain going to be all messed up, and you ain't going to know what to do. You're not going to know how to act. You're not going to know how to have reasoning skills. You're going to have no logic. And with no logic, no reasoning skills, there's no love, there's no peace. You're at war with your own self. Don't be at war in your own mind. Y'all, I battled my mind so much before I came into the know-how, to, to the understanding. You have been through a lot, young lady. You have been through some pain. You've been through some, as it, you've been through hell and back. But y'all, I choose to think on these things. I choose to trust God. I choose to keep hope alive. I choose to know that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I choose to put on the full armor of God. Not armor all, but armor of God. Because even the people who say that they know God and say that they love God are walking around with something else other than God on them versus in them. And I tell you, it is hard. It is a choice, and I guarantee you, if you keep your mind stayed on Christ, if you keep your mind stayed on Christ, if you keep your mind stayed on Christ, all things will work out for the good of those who love him. It will work out for you. In spite of, and those who know me, know my life is an open book. You can look me. You can look me up. When you pull me up, you're gonna pull up my history. If you pull up Dorothy Patterson, you're gonna pull up everything about me. But in spite of what I see in front of me, in spite of what I see in front of me, I know that God is gonna give me the desires of my heart because I'm using my brain for the glorification of Him, and I'm using both sides. I don't let Satan trick me into doing something that I know God has renewed my mind from. I don't let him trick me no more. Now, don't say you don't test me, because there's always a test. But I've learned the difference between a test and a trick. I ain't no trick. I'm a treat. Not trick. I'm a treat. And y'all better understand, when you walk in God, it is it is indeed a pleasure to step in front of someone who really has God in them. So I say to all of you, Holly, your friends, they need to get God in them. Now, I'm not judging them. I just know that they had a bad day, and they got to take him back off their back and put him back in it, in their heart. And you pray for them, that God will help them see that you're just showing love. You're just trying to be there for them in such a time as this. That's all. But don't you give up, Holly. You keep saying how you are being steadfast unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. And I guarantee you, he will reward you. Don't wait on man. Don't wait on no friends. Don't even worry about them because God is going to reward you. And when God rewards you, ain't nothing man can do. But sit back and look back and say, ooh, I got to go get what she got in her because I want some of those rewards. And Mr. Lansing, the person that didn't take that blessing, trust me, they're going to feel it one day that they should have took that blessing. Because God's going to put it back and back. He's going to put him in a position to understand, I had an angel in the presence of you. You were, entertained, you were being entertained by one of my angels, and you rejected him. She'll understand it later. But I thank you for being able to do it. And look, don't stop giving. Now, if you ever run into me, you're going to be that blessing, because I'm telling you, I ain't going to turn it down. I promise you, the reality coach ain't going to turn it down at all. 
Mr. Lansing, you hear me? Yeah, he, he dropped off the line, Coach. He dropped off. He's traveling oh. right at the moment. Yeah, he dropped off. Okay, no problem. Now, uh, am I wrong with being so forward about being, being ready to take that blessing? Am I wrong? Because I feel like I deserve some blessings. I have been had some stuff going on. I deserve all the blessings that God put my way. Am I wrong for taking them? <laughs> no. no, uh no, you're not you're not uh you're not mad you're not bad at all taking blessings. I mean blessings are good, especially when they're strategic and you don't even know they're coming. Those are the blessed best blessings in the world. I love those types of blessings. If I don't know they're coming, and especially when I'm at a time where I need it and it comes, yeah, those are the very good blessings. But yeah, there's nothing wrong being blessed. Nothing wrong with it at all. Especially in a time and like this. And let me tell you, you have blessed me and I just, you know, and, and, and I, let me tell y'all, let me tell you a little story about Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris and his wife, they are so wonderful. Now, I like I said, I didn't want to do a podcast. I wanted to, but I didn't want to because that means I got to be responsible and I got to be committed to something. Now y'all know I'm fickle. I, I want to do what I want to do because I have Free will. But now God is making me use my willpower because both my brain and both sides of my brain are having to come into agreement because God has a purpose and a great work for me to do. So let me tell you, when I got ready to do this podcast, I didn't want to receive the blessing that they put before me. I was hoping they'd have said, oh, girl, it's going to cost you this, that, that, and another to do this podcast, and I could have an excuse. But when God opens a door, he opens a door. And let me tell you, you all, they blessed me. I ran with my blessing. And I thank you for not giving up on me and telling me, oh, you're going to take this blessing and you're going to leave your So, y'all, now, Mr. Lansing, if you're still out there, anybody listening, anybody, as the preacher say, anybody under the sound of my voice, you better know. Dorothy, the reality coach, will take that blessing and run with it and use it to the fullest of its ability. So if you under the sound of my voice, can I get an amen? Because Dorothy will take that blessing. So don't you ever think that I won't take it. Amen. Because both sides of my brain are working very well, and they're working together. My heart and my mind, they're all meeting up together, and I'm so excited. You guys, I'm so excited what God is doing. You have no idea. Um, I had intended to bring something from my book to say something. Well, God's book, it's amazing how this book that God wrote through me, The Reality of Abuse, The Aftermath, and The Recovery, I'll just give you a brief synopsis. I tell about why I'm doing what I'm doing now because I've been through so much, y'all. I've been so broken on the inside that that it took nothing. It, it's nothing but God that kept me together. Only his love and his blood running through my veins have kept me together. And those that live near me and know me, you know what I've gone through and you know what I'm going through. But if it had not been for the grace of God, I would not be able to do this. So I wrote the book to show people the trials and the tribulations of how my my brain was constantly in a battle, constantly, because so much bad was happening around me. There was always something, one hurdle after another, 
one hurdle after another. That's why I entitled God Gave Me. Now, you know, I wanted to call the book something else. But God said, no, this is the reality of abuse. And all the stuff that you went through after the abuse, when she, when, when, when Firecracker, Miss Firecracker said that you are formed as a child and everything that you need to know about you needs to be formulated during those, those informative years. Well, when my innocence was stripped from me as a child, I had to figure out how to become innocent. I had to figure out how to relive, how to rebalance my life because my innocence has been stripped. I mean, I, the world had been formed into a lie for me. That it's okay for this to happen to you and you're a child. That this is okay. That's okay. So I went through hell and back. My life has been topsy-turvy, and I tell you what, but let me tell you. When I say I feel like Joe from the Bible, Joe, I feel like Joe from the Bible some days. I feel like I am his sister. I promise you I do. But let me do tell you, I can't turn my back on God. I refuse because I know greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And let me tell you, God's people, we're going to have to take that. We're going to have to do three things. We're going to have to pray. We're going to put on the full armor. And once we put that full armor on, we're going to have to stand in holy boldness, knowing that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. No matter what we see going on, no matter what people are saying, we got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord because our minds and our brain has been transformed. It has been renewed and transformed. And we got to walk in this boldness. Now, especially now, your brain matters. But if it don't matter to you, it don't matter at all to no one else. You're going to have to take the genius for you to be a good worker for Christ, you're going to have to make sure that your brain stays healthy. Stop looking at all and taking all this foolishness because it's nothing but foolishness. Don't let people determine how you're going to respond as a believer of Christ because you got to know you are greater than what's going on. What can mere mortals do to you? Yeah, they can torture you. Yes, they can, but I tell you what you what you can do. You can get on your knees and you can pray. Matter of fact, if you can't get on your knees, you can just say, not, no, not today, Satan. You can call him out right there in front of him, and he got to flee. Because at the name of who? He can't even stand the name. When you say Jesus, all you got to do is say Jesus. Get in your mind to put in there Jesus. Get in your brain. Put it over there with that side, both sides. Put Jesus dead smack in the middle. And I guarantee you, both sides of your brain will always line up because you're going to know the difference between a test and a trick. And a treat. Like I said, you can test me all you want. You can't trick me no more, Satan. You can't because I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And let me tell y'all something. I have been in, in, in what? In less than two and a half years, three years, I've been through some of the hardest trials in this, let me go ahead and say, in this black life. Now, if I come back white, Lord have mercy, I sure want to know what it is to be that way so I can see if it's what people make it be. But I doubt it. 
because everybody have a hard time because we ain't no greater than the next person. You may not have the same hard time as a black person, but you got a hard time being white too. You got a hard time living in this world, period. So it don't matter what color you are, you're going to go through some hard times because that's just the way God designed it. And if you think you're exempt from it, hold on. It's coming. No worries. Just wait. It'll come to you. So all I'm saying that in this black life, my brain has had to matter more to me than anybody during these times, such as what I've been through. Having a son murdered after he served 10 years in prison and only been home five and a half months, and you spent so much time trying to get this, get him to live again, and he gone at the hands of somebody else? Now, Jesus? Matter of fact, Jesus, I got, excuse me, Jesus, I need to go to your daddy. Or I need to go to our father. By way of you, Jesus, can I go to him? Because I got to talk to the father. Because, see, right now, my brain is having some complications. My compassion and my love and all of that, it, 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 it's about to go somewhere. But I got to remain faithful and fight this good fight. So, God, I need you to have mercy on me. And right when I said, God, have mercy on me, right when I started coping with everything, here come another big blow in January. One big blow in January, oh, my God. It was, oh, my God. Yes, it was. Lord, have mercy. And I'm still remaining faithful. Still ain't turned my back on God. I know Satan's saying, I'm going to hit her with this. Since you say she's so strong and she loves you so much, let me hit her with this. I deal with that. I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. I mean, January comes. Now, in April, I'm hit with another blow. I tell you, these blows have blown me away, but not ha- but have not blown me out. They've blown me away, but they didn't blow me out. Because this life that God put in me, it's still going to stop because my brain tells me that my heart is still pure and my heart is still good. And besides that, I have to let my pain help somebody else because God don't let us go through things for us to hold it to hold it for ourselves. Help somebody. I don't care what color they are. Help them. And when you start helping people, you'll find out that your story ain't nothing compared to what they're going through. Whether they white, black, Chinese, Mexican, whatever nationality they are. They got it's some people that's going through some hard stuff. So you guys, the brain matters. But if it don't matter to you, it don't matter to us. Well now let me take that back. Let me be real with y'all. Now if you out here using that brain to do something bad and evil and hurt people, oh yeah, your brain gonna matter to us. But we're gonna fix it. He's going to put you somewhere. Or God going to take you somewhere. So your brain matters. When you're doing good, it matters even more so. Because we got to, we, 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 I mean, no, when you're doing bad, it matters more so. But when you're doing good, it really matters to us because we need some good brain people. Is that a word, brain? Well, it sounded good. We need some good brain people in this world that we're living in right now. And I don't care who you are. 
I don't care what leadership role you have. I don't care what role you don't have. But if you got a good, good, good brain where they're both lining up the left and the right side, that means you got a pure heart. Put Jesus back in your heart. Can we just have a little more Jesus? We got to pray more. We've got to pray more. We have to. And not only, the Bible says pray without ceasing. So many of us, we go to God with the same prayer. Trust me, it's enough going on. We got a bunch of prayers. We got a bunch of prayers we can be praying about. We ain't got to keep going with that same prayer because let me tell you what I do know. When you pray about something, it says now faith is the hope, is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen. When you know that you know what God will do, that first part of that scripture, you don't even have to worry about no more. You get up off your knees and you start walking in holy boldness, knowing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Because Isaiah 55 and 11 says, his word will not return back void. You can hold God accountable and you can rest assured he's going to do what he said he's going to do. You can get up when you prayed about something and you know you're praying from a pure heart and you're doing everything that God says because when the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, it's going to avail. You just have to walk in it and believe because your faith is what's going to pull it through. Your faith. You got to have that mustard seed faith in the world we're living in today. And y'all know I've had to use honey. That mustard seed faith has had to be all over me. Because I'm telling you, my faith has been increased. And I know in spite of what's going on in front of me, I pray the faith, I pray the prayer, and I'm walking in, I'm walking in the evidence of things unseen. Y'all heard it first here. Watch God. Watch what he does. I'm telling you, God is up to something big. But we as believers going to have to pray that it comes on through. And we're going to have to believe. When I say God is up to something big, he's raising up him a nation that ain't a we shall not be moved. We will be steadfast and unmovable. We will always abide in him. We will make sure that our minds have been transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can do what is good and perfect for God. Line your brain up. Use them both. Use them as best you can. And you're right. Now, let me read some of these comments. Now, I just pause. Use them as best you can. Now, someone said that um, sometimes you have to thank God for the unanswered prayer. Well, that's true. But really, if he didn't answer it, was it an unanswered prayer? It was a prayer probably that you, it probably an answer you didn't need. It probably something that you, did, that you didn't need. So I don't know about that. I don't know if God don't answer. God knows what's best for me. Sometimes I pray for something that I don't even need. So if he don't answer it, I don't know if it wasn't an unanswered prayer. So I don't. Hey, Chris, what do you think about that? Unanswered prayers. Well, uh-huh. this, this is what this is what I've learned um, about prayers. Now. We there is a twofold thing. A lot of times when we're praying to God, we're always praying for something, to get something. Uh, it's always about what I want out of the deal. 
Now, what I've learned in prayer is when you start praying for what others may need, the things that you pray for, God's already heard it. But we have a very bad habit of being um, repetitive in our prayers, and we pray for the same thing. We want it now. We want to put it in the microwave for two minutes and expect it to be done. That's not how God works. A lot of times when prayer is answered, it's, it's the time when you need it the most. Sometimes when we pray to God, it's out of desperation or it's out of just, oh, because we're in a moment right now, so I need God to fix it. But God fix it in his, in his timing. This is what we're not taught. And see, this is why I'm glad that in a way we're on lockdown so we can learn about the essence of who God really is. God does answer prayer. He can't answer it immediately. But a lot of times, especially if you are a man or woman of God and you have a relationship, again, that's the key word. Because religion, we're taught to do a thing, repetitive at doing it. For example, here's a good one. We are we were taught in religion and every time we pray, or I mean every time we sin, we go to the altar, right? Well, that's mm. that's religious. That's something that w- that was drilled in our brain. When we put our sins to the altar, when we pray about the thing, we're supposed to leave it there and not continue to revisit the same thing over and over again. Now, the human condition, we always will find a way to mess up. We get it. God already knows what you're going to do before you even do it. Got that too. So if that's the case, It should make it easier for us when we go before God that he already heard your prayer. And like I told you before, Coach, that when God answers my prayers, honestly, it's when I need it the most. And that's when he answers it. So a lot of prayers that we pray, sometimes we got to be very unselfish and pray for what others might need because of they oh, and we also have to pray to God to keep us and strengthen us besides gimme 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 uh, an ATM machine God's not an ATM just saying but that's what we were taught again that's religion so I, I it's a it's a whole lot to that dynamic and we don't have a lot of time left but all I'm going to say is this Build a relationship with God. I've been saying this for the last six months. Relationship is vital. Just like you put in work with getting your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, Pookie, Jay, whoever you talking to, we put all that time and work and energy into people instead of putting the same energy to God. Well, I can't see him. Well, he will show himself to you. You will know that Jesus is real in your heart because he will fill up that void that you have in your heart, and then you won't feel so alone. Oh, I need somebody physical. Well, God will fill all those voids right on up so you can go right to the word and you can start praying the right way. You don't have to be all super deep and super spiritual when you go before God. If you're just starting out, you just talk to him, just like I'm talking to you right now. As you grow and mature in your relationship with God, your prayer life will increase. Those things that you want to get deeper in God with will increase, but you have to put in the work. It is this walk is not microwavable. You can't just put it in the microwave. We got to put in the work. 
And if we don't put in the work, you can't get mad if God don't answer your prayer. Let me stop right there. Coach, back to you. I'm done. Well, look, I got to give you three snaps in a circle. Boom. If you don't put in the work, don't get mad when your prayer ain't answered. Because like I said, God answers my prayers. I just pray about it and I move on. I live in the evidence of things unseen because I know God going to come through. He's going to come through. I just don't know who. I just know who's coming through. Like Pastor said, I got I got to be about you know they used to say a long time ago I got to be about my when when you ask some old people back in the day how you doing what what you doing uh, uh, uh how you doing I'm being about my father's business y'all that's where I am now I didn't grab some of them old things I'm about my father's business and I don't pray to God over the same stuff over and over because I'm telling you every day brings a new mercy that I got to pray over I tell you I get up in the morning this is what I pray. Now, I do know how to be specific in my prayers, but when I don't know what to pray for, you know what I say? Lord, I thank you, and you know what I need, because I don't know. You know how my day going to be. I don't know, but you do. So, y'all, I hear my music, the clothes I music in the background, but I thank every last one of you, and Holly, thank you for liking uh, Pastor Chris. He's a, he, look, he missed the firecracker. He don't know how not to be a firecracker, too. He missed a firecracker. I got a missed firecracker and missed a firecracker, and they ain't husband and wife. They just two people that got a lot about Christ in them, and they love the Lord, and they know how to express themselves very well. And, Holly, I'm going to come up with your name, too. You just hold on. You're going to get a name. Everybody that come on this show going to get a name. Mr. Lansing, Michigan, I know you out there somewhere. I know you probably listen. Just got kicked off my but Mr. Lansing, Michigan, that's not his name, but he called in from Lansing, Michigan, so that's his name. So, Holly, you just hold on. I'm going to have your name. I appreciate you. God is good. Chris, you can start taking me out of here. You guys keep God first, and remember, the brain matters. But if your brain don't matter to you, what do you want me to do? Because my brain matters. And I'm going to make sure I line up both the right and the left side of my brain because my mind has been transformed, and I don't let junk just keep entering into my mind. So, you guys, until next week. Now, see how this is doing? Now, now look at this. Everything is coming up. I know you guys probably can still hear me. I hope you can. Okay, I got kicked off line trying to close it out. But anyway, you got... My old name is Sheila. What's going on, Sheila? Oh, Sheila. Okay, Miss Sheila. But anyway, we're going to get off of here, and I thank you all for listening, and you guys keep God first, and keep get your mind right, because your mind going to mess around and make your brain work right. So quit putting all that stuff in your in your mind and get your brain right. All right, you guys? Love you. Thank you. Can't do this without you. And thanks for keeping me encouraged, everyone that's Comment and Holly, I appreciate you. Uh, Miss Firecracker, I appreciate you. Mr. Firecracker, I appreciate you. All of you guys that commented, Sierra, Tammy, uh, Louise, um, Marcus, uh, uh, Pam, Dana, all you guys, I can't even, it's so many, uh, I can't even get to everybody, but you know, uh, my heart is here. 
If I didn't miss, if I miss you, Smiley, I miss you, uh, Alyssa, all you guys, just know that I love you. God is good. The brain matters. The brain matters. Because it's going to tell you how your life matters. Whether you're black, all white, Hispanic, Asian. So guess what? Your brain matters. Y'all read between the lines. Your brain matters. More so than your cover, okay? Your brain matters. Use it well. God bless you. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, and you can go online and reach me on Facebook. You can um, email me. You can call me. I'm going to start putting this stuff out there. I got to write this stuff down. Y'all, I'm new at this, but I'm going to get it down. But you guys, y'all just hold on. I'm I'm, I'm working. I'm gonna get, God going to send me some help. I feel my help coming now. Well, I feel my help coming. So if y'all know somebody that can help me do this, I feel my help coming. I feel my help coming. All right, you guys, let me stop being silly. Oh, and, and there was somebody told me my hair was cute. Thank you. Somebody's hair is cute. I had to put this on. Central Texas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.